Thank you for joining me for this episode of God Talk, and I want to talk a little bit in this episode about something I'm actually going to be talking about at church on Sunday. I'm actually doing a Stranger Thing message series, and we're talking about Ananias and Sapphira. Many of you may not know what that story is, but you'll want to tune in or come to church this Sunday. But within that message, I'm talking about a Bible passage that I uh, came upon that I thought was very interesting in terms of today's times. And that Bible passage comes from Proverbs chapter 8, verse 13. And it says, The fear of the Lord is hatred of evil. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit. It's just a subset in the sermon on Sunday. But I want to talk about it a little bit more in this podcast because I find it really interesting. Uh, once again, the fear of the Lord is hatred of evil. That is, when we fear God, we hate evil. But if we don't fear God, then it seems to imply the opposite, that, well, we wouldn't hate evil. And I'd be willing to take it even a step further and say that when we don't fear God, we probably not only don't hate evil, I'm not sure that we even understand what evil is. And that's what I want to talk about in this podcast, because when I look at the wickedness in this world, I think ultimately it's because the world doesn't fear God, because if the world feared God, it it would hate evil. But I think because we don't fear God in society, in the world, we don't even know what evil is. Why? Because even in the church, we don't teach the fear of the Lord. And because we don't teach the fear of the Lord, we don't even know what evil is in the church. So we see that in a lot of different ways recently in the church. Like the, the church doesn't speak out about um, transgenderism. Uh, many don't even speak out about, say, abortion, um, uh, same-sex marriages. We, we don't talk about a lot of that stuff anymore. A lot of states are legalizing drugs. The, the, the church isn't talking about that stuff anymore. Um, church has been silent on divorce for a long time. And, and so I think part of the problem with the world is, is that the church, which used to anchor the world, uh, the, the church doesn't teach this concept of the fear of the Lord. And when you don't teach the fear of the Lord, then the church doesn't know what evil is. Um, I was reading an article on the New York Post. I had heard about this, but there's a... Um, there's a church up in Oklahoma uh, that its pastor, he's not really a, a trained pastor. He, he, he's a YouTuber that has become a pastor and, and his church has just blown up in the last several years um, growth wise. Uh, and it's become this mega church. And they, they did this Easter service that caught a lot of people's attention for really people see it as being evil and being wicked and being blasphemous. Um, and as I read the article, the, the, the pastor, Michael Todd, I believe is his name, uh, I, I think he said that he had never even really preached an Easter sermon before. And so he was uh, trying to, rather than, I guess, preach a sermon, he had put together this this um, this drama, if you will, uh, that for him illustrated the, the Easter message. And he had recently um, hired uh, someone from uh, Hillsong, New York, Carl Lentz, a disgraced pastor in Hillsong because of uh, uh, a uh, relationship he had up there. He got him kicked out of his church. Um, and uh, and so he's been hired on and he now works with um, Michael Todd 
up in Oklahoma at this church. And, and in this Easter program, it was like full, like dramatic stuff. Um, and, uh, there was, a uh, a woman that was on the cross, uh, apparently, uh, scantily dressed women, uh, in twerking that was going on, uh, you know, in, in the, the whole concept of it from his perspective was, is they, they were showing the power of redemption, but it was, it, it was very, very, um, raunchy from what I understand. And, uh, and, and many people said, listen, this is blasphemous to, to make Easter about this raunchy program that, that you did that had twerking and scantily dressed people and, and all this other stuff. And, and Michael Todd in the church's transformation church, uh, his comment is, is like, listen, we'll, we'll do anything short of sin to, to try to win people over. And he, he boasts that 500 people gave their life to Jesus as a result of it. Now the question is, is, well, what, what Jesus are they giving their life to? And the other question is this, is, you know, we'll do anything short of sin. But in a church that doesn't understand the fear of the Lord, do they even know what evil is? Because we'll go back to Proverbs 8.13, that the fear of the Lord is hatred of evil. And, and so as I read this article, as I was just trying to look for different things to talk about in terms of the podcast, um, they're on, and I think it was the New York Post, they, they link other articles. And so I you know, was obviously looking at the, this church in, in the religion section. And like there was linked this, this other article, which it's basically was like um, fans only Christian woman uh, basically says faith allows her to do what she does that wasn't what it was called but it's like what um fans only is like some pornographic pay-per-view site in which i don't know how it works i've never been on the site but from what i understand i you have a subscription i don't know if you have a subscription to everything on the site or if you just subscribe to uh whoever you want to be a pervert and watch uh, do uh, you know all your sexual fantasies? I, I don't understand how it works completely, but that's in general. Uh, people get paid, and this woman's made over a million dollars in the last year. The article said by um, well uh, giving people, let's just say, a show. But what was interesting and what caught my attention was that she said something in that article, and she said she she used to feel guilty for what it was she was doing. But she decided that she was no longer going to be um, uh, controlled by uh, those who would teach that you have to fear God. That God's a loving God. He accepts us as we are. Uh, we, we don't have to fear God. Um, and, uh, and, and basically we can do whatever we want. So she's celebrating her sexuality now. She's helping other people escape their they're, you know, fearing God so that they can understand and develop their sexuality. And because she's done that, she's been blessed over a million dollars in the last year. And she's been able to, uh, you know, be her and, 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 and I think the phrase was, she said, I, I can do me. Um, and, and so it's all about me. Right. And once again, when you remove that fear of the Lord, um, she does even recognize like she's getting rich off of prostituting herself. She doesn't understand that's wrong. 
And, and when you remove God's commands, when you remove the fear of the Lord, well, frankly, it's her body. And if other people want to pay, what's wrong with it, right? Well, when you have God in your life, when you fear God, you know that that is wrong. Because the reality is, is like, we have to fear God and we must fear God. I think some people don't think are thinking we don't fear God because, well, Jesus paid the price on the cross, so there's nothing to fear. Well, that is true. Jesus paid the price on the cross, but God is still to be feared. Scripture is very clear that God rewards faithfulness and he punishes wickedness before the cross and after the cross. It's completely dysfunctional if we don't fear God. Think about it as as a parent. If, If your kids didn't fear you, how would that work out for your kids? They wouldn't respect you. They wouldn't follow your rules. If they didn't fear you as a, as a, as a toddler, then when you yell no for them, when they start running towards the street, they're not going to stop. They're going to look back, kind of smirk and keep running as they get plowed over by a truck and killed. It won't work out well for them if they don't fear you. The same thing is as they grow older. If they don't fear you in terms of like, you get on them that they need to get good grades that they may very well just goof off in school they don't fear you when they get a little older then they'll probably start doing drugs you know what you're not going to kick me out you're not going to do anything about it you know stop me right if they don't fear you then you know they'll go and get someone pregnant or whatever i mean what creates like functionality in the relationship between parent and child is that they fear you and I have to tell you, like, I know my kids feared me. And for good reason they did, because you don't want to mess with me. And it's not that I want to be a jerk, because they also know, like, I love them. And I showed them incredible love. But So fearing, fearing isn't that someone doesn't love you. Fearing is that they do love you. So the, the fact that we fear God doesn't mean God's mean. It means that he loves us. If he didn't care for us, he wouldn't care what we did. The, the fact that I needed my kids to fear me is because I cared how they turned out. It, it, it's the basis of functionality in a relationship. And the problem is, is in society, we don't fear God. And in the church, we don't fear God. I don't know if you've noticed, but I've seen some Amazon packages lately that basically say, oh my God on them. Well, listen, whenever you say God's name, and you're not talking about him. You just took his name in vain. I didn't take his name in vain because I'm teaching you something about God right now. So it doesn't have to have a cuss word after God's name for taking it in vain. Whenever you use God's name as a figure of speech, that that's 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 taking his name in vain. Listen, in in biblical times, the Jews were so worried about misusing God's name that they wrote God's names with all consonants and no vowels so it couldn't even be pronounced lest you like take it in vain you misuse it that's a society of of a society that respects God that has the fear of God that you know what if we're not obedient to God if we don't respect the God that says you know you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain In fact, I believe it says after that, I will not hold anyone guiltless who does. I mean, they actually believe that. And and they're afraid of the consequences for that. And in our society, for no good reason, we just put it on the sides of boxes from Amazon. 
I mean, it's one thing, like if you're in war and someone just got their head blown off next to you, I mean, it's never excusable, but if there's ever a time that you might yell out a phrase like that, I mean, that might be one of the rare times you can at least understand it. Not that it makes it right, it doesn't. But to have it on like the side of boxes, but you see nothing's a big deal when you don't fear God. Because when you don't fear God, you don't hate evil. And ultimately, when you don't fear God, you don't even know what evil is. And so as we look to the world today and everything is screwed up as as what it is, I think, I think what is the basis of this is that like in the end, we don't fear God anymore. And it's creating such dysfunctionality because we don't eat. If you don't know what evil is, how are you to avoid it? So here's my encouragement to you. Learn, if you don't, the fear of God. Once again, not that that God hasn't put the fullness of our sin upon Jesus Christ. He has. But at the same time, we're still accountable to, to God. And we we must give account for our deeds and we will be punished for our misdeeds in the same way that if you go rob a bank, you can believe that the government's going to come after you and get you. When we violate God's ordinances spiritually and when we do evil, he will still punish evil. He's going to punish evil because on the last day, all evil is going to be destroyed and evil is going to be cast out into hell. Evil is still in the process of being punished, even though for those of us in Christ Jesus, we've been redeemed by him on the cross. So embrace this concept of the fear of the Lord. And if you have kids at home, by all means, make sure that you're teaching them to fear God in the same way that you teach them to fear you, that there's consequences for actions. It's the only way that they'll ever have a healthy relationship with God. And maybe your kids are already grown. If you have the opportunity to have grandkids in your life, then then share that with them. Share that with your coworkers. Share it with whoever you know, because the church doesn't teach the fear of the Lord anymore. It's not in society. And so when people do something that's wicked, call it out for, for, for what it is. Like, you know, I'm not sure I would say that. Huh, look at this Amazon box. You can say that to your coworker. I'm not sure I would have, oh my God, on the side of that. And they're like, why? That's, that's funny. That it, it's, They're quoting some person there. It's not funny because it's God's name. He says, I will not hold anyone you know, blameless who misuses it. The only way that the society will be functional again. The only way church will become functional again, that we're not having people twerk on Easter and scantily dress clothing. The only way that our families are going to be functional is if it starts with the fear of the Lord, because as Proverbs eight thirteen says, the fear of the Lord is hatred of evil. When we fear the Lord, we know what evil is and we avoid it. We run away from it. Thank you for joining me for this episode of God Talk, and I look forward to talking to you next week.